This is the Hot Take Hockey Podcast with your hosts, Lucas and John Viveros. Lucas, man, how's it going? We're back, eh? Yeah, episode 41. We've got a lot in the go here. Good chats coming. Uh, Obviously, we kind of recapped the Stanley Cup final, and then a lot of things have happened. So draft, awards, free agency, all that. Let's just quickly rip into it. Um, Oh, my God. Gosh, breaking no news on the podcast. No way. No way. <laughs> Tyler Toffoli traded to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for Sharon Govich and a third round pick. Oh my days. <laughs> this is the first started recording. The is first this... breaking news on the HTH pod. <laughs> Buddy, that's a deal right there. Look at the Devils going for it. Jeez. Okay. So there you go. We had a, we had a different plan, but let's rip right into it. So Tyler yeah. Toffoli for Sharon Govich. I saw some reports earlier from today that Sharon Govich was going to get moved. Uh, I think he had like 30 points in 70 something games. It's the guy that the devils were high on at one point to be a good top six guy, at least consistent top nine guy. And then, I mean, Lucas, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't even know if he saw like much playoff action at all. So he just wasn't like yeah. he, the devils just don't see him as a part of the plan. Obviously uh, I'll just say this right off the bat. I'm not, I'm surprised the Flames went this route, if I'm being honest. Like, I thought, if you're trading a guy like Tyler Toffoli, you are getting a first-round pick, no doubt. And well, so, um, so it looks like they're getting a third as well. It's Sharon yeah, so, the, so the, yeah, Sharon Govich in a third. How are you mm-hmm. feeling right off the bat? Just fresh take. Man, it becomes so difficult, I feel like, when when you're trying to trade away players who don't want to be there, right? You're, you're fighting, the, you know, you don't have the sense of, you know, uh, how do I say it? It's almost like you don't have the the backing on your side to get more, right? So yeah. it's it's sort of desperate in a way. And, and that's what I feel like is going to happen with a lot of these Flames guys. Obviously, to fully click kicking it off here. Um, Sharon Govich, I feel like he's a good middle six guy and he's going to probably blossom into that. But to fully, a legit scorer. So. What a get for the Devils. Are yeah, you kidding to, me? Like, to fully, going to have a chance point. to play with Jack Hughes or Nico Hishier. What and a they, get. And if they keep Timo Meyer around, like they're they're shaping up. The oh devils my. are shaping up. Right? Yeah, like I, I don't know how you can't take them seriously as like they might have one of the best top nines in the league. I, so what, I'm just looking what, at man? this like Yeah, yeah. It, I was just gonna quickly say if Tafoli does 80% of what he did last year, he ripped 73 points in 82 games, 34 goals to show for. Even if he rips 25 goals for the devils next year, that is a get for that price, Sharon Govich in a third. Like we're gonna have things rolling in here on uh, on Twitter, but I mean, I know you're a big Devils guy, man. Like this is a this is a big get for them. This is a big get, and what's he at? He's at like a four four point two five cap hit, uh, and he's got just next year left. So he's got one year left, which is good for the Devils, right? I mean, they're 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 getting a uh, a good goal scorer who they're not tied to him if it doesn't work out as a fit. Um, I I don't see how it can't with the center the centers that they have and who he's going to play with but yeah just in case they're they're not like locked in and bound to a to a deal that might you know bite them in the butt later it's a one year 4.25 like and for Toffoli he's got to love it too right I mean oh big time now he's going to play on a really good team that has big aspirations he's back into uh into playoff hockey after missing with the flames last year yeah and I'm just looking at Toffoli um as a guy that. Um, I feel like his progression in the league just overall, uh, I'm, I'm really impressed what he's become overall. Like it's to me, like, and I see this a lot of times with cup winners. Like he was like, like a very low key piece on the LA Kings cup team and then went to Vancouver and Montreal had a lot of success 
even went to Calgary, had a lot of like. There's never been a point where anyone said Tyler Toffoli's just been like a any like a guy. Like he's just he's yeah. always been a big time contributor for any team he's played. Uh, and yeah, I mean now I look at it. I mean Sharon Govich just quickly like that's where I go. Obviously the Flames see something to give this guy a shot. Um, because again, I just, to me, I, I'm, I'm surprised at the value here, like 25 years old, six, two. So he can play oh, he all took- three, four positions. He, I've seen, yeah. him, I've seen him on the right wing. I've seen him on the left wing. I've seen him up, up the middle at times, as I said, 30 points in 75 games. He did have 46 points last year in 76 games. That That's showed where I was going to go. That's where I was going to go with that. Only just three he playoff took a, games. He took a step back this year, no doubt. But yeah. after the 20, 2021, 2022 season, he was looking really promising as like, this guy's going to be potentially a top six guy for the devils, right? Uh, with he sure or Hughes. Um, so I think there is a lot there, even the year before he's, he had 30 points in 54 games. So, yeah, you know, he, it's not like there's not production or some pop here that you could see this guy score 25 goals again. Um, but this but, is showing what the flames want, right? Like this is, yeah, it's a similar to the jets, Lucas, like the jets, if they really wanted, they could have got like draft picks left and right for Pierre Luke Dubois. And we'll talk about this yeah. later in the pod, but they opted to get roster ready players back and the flames with Jonathan Huberto with Mackenzie Weger, Nazem Kadri, all these guys they've locked up. They're not ready to just hit the reset and, and, and rebuild. Like mm-hmm. they want to go through a retool here. They've got guys coming in like Connor Zari, Jacob Pelche, uh, Matthew Coronado, all these young guys, they're going to step into their forward group, but they want to implement that with the veterans coming in. So Sharon Govich is in between those two examples I just used. Um, but that just shows again, similar mindset as the jets. They're not, they're not trying to build up assets here. They're trying to get guys that they believe are going to be in the roster next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think overall, you know, I'm, obviously we're going to give the, uh, the devils, the big win here. They're getting the more impact player. Um, yeah, they're obviously the team that's just a lot more, you know, serious at, at contending right now. We'll see what the Flames do in the off season. Obviously, with the contracts they have, like you were saying, they're gonna have to um, bolster up that uh, bolster up that team. But New Jersey, big dub, man, big dub. Wow. I'm happy to see it because wow. you know what, John? If they didn't go on the run they did this year, um, and and even just let's say make the playoffs like they did this year, um, a lot of people had them out. You know, I mean, I had them as a team that could contend for playoffs, but I didn't even have them cemented in. So the fact that they got in and made some noise, I think there's going to be a lot of momentum for New Jersey to keep adding. Obviously, we saw them move uh, Mackenzie Blackwood out, a little bit of a minor trade in regards to what we're seeing lately. But with Mackenzie Blackwood moving out, maybe that's another potential spot for Mr. Connor Hellebuck. Maybe. Yo, I, that's so and, funny, bro, because right? I was literally just about to say that. Yeah. I was just about to say that because I was fooling around cap friendly earlier and I was like, how can the devils get Connor Hellebuck here? And they make this kind of trade instead. But honestly, bro, I still think they're in on it. I still think Mm -hmm. they're going to see if they can make a trade like that because man, I look at the roster right now and I just want to read out a few things just before we recap this. Yeah. So their forward group right now, as it stands, if they can figure out the team of Meyer situation, which they're confident in Andre Palat, Nico Hischier, Brat, Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes, and we'll say, Eric Halla sticks with his buddy, maybe Jack Hughes. Then your third line could be a combination of like Dawson Mercer, Michael McLeod and Tyler Toffoli. Like, is that not the best? Like that's, that's up there, man. That's crazy. That's insane, man. That's, that's, that's crazy. This is almost a window for New Jersey to kind of go for it now while they're younger. And then eventually some of these contracts, man, when they're going to have to pay Hughes a little more like down the line, like way down the line, 
they're going to have a new sort of team. But right yeah. now, man. Like that top nine I just in. listed, that's crazy. It's insane. It's got to be one of the best top nines in the league. Yeah. It's got to. So, and, and just sorry, quickly on your Hellebuck point, yeah. my one, the one piece I'm interested to see what the Devils do is Alexander Holtz. They were very high on that guy. And it's similar to like what we've seen, like with like a lot of different players in the league, whether, I mean, Nick Robertson's the example in Toronto is like, if you don't give the guy the opportunity to play in the top nine, specifically the top six, like you don't want to waste that asset. Mm-hmm. So for a guy like Alexander Holtz, I wonder if that could be the big piece that's included in a Connor Hellebuck trade. Because if you get Connor Hellebuck in here, maybe like Vanacek, Holtz, draft pick to Winnipeg, get Connor Hellebuck in here. No one can deny the Devils are cup contenders. If they bring Hellebuck or a goalie like that with the defense they already have and that top nine I just listed, the Devils are easy cup contenders if they get a guy like Hellebuck. Yeah, this, this team's already so serious in the Metro. And you're bang on with that. If they get Hellebuck, man, they're they're right up there. Um, they'll probably be right up there in, in the Vegas favorites for for winning the Stanley Cup for sure. Hundred percent. All right, so let's just quickly rip through. I mean, that's crazy, right? That's the I think that's the first time that's happened. I think like a minor trade's happened, but like to the extent of that, yeah. that's the first time it's happened on the HTH pod. Um, so let's just go back to like what we had planned. Let's just I'll rip through the awards. Quick couple words for it. And then we'll rip through the recent trades, quick couple words, then cover some of the recent rumors. Yeah. Um, all right. So Bill Masterson went to Chris Letang. We know how Chris Letang, big comeback. Calder went to Matty Veneers. I don't know if anyone or too many people can disagree with that just in terms of the year he had. EJ McGuire went Connor Bedard. Uh, we know how crazy of a year Bedard had. Selkie, Bergeron, I mean, took it big time. I know Marner was in there, but, uh, and Nico, but Bergeron takes it. Hart, McDavid. Uh, I I mean, to me, I had Matthew Kachuk as a close second somewhat, but just, I mean, the record's broken by McDavid, Jack Adams, Jim Montgomery, Norris, Eric Carlson. I don't think anyone can disagree with the year Carlson had, unless like, if you specifically want to look at the defensive aspect, then, I mean, it's more of a conversation considering Eric Carlson's plus minus King Clancy, Michael Backlund leadership, Lady Bing, Anze Kopitar, uh, Mark Messier, big time leadership from Steven Stamkos, um, Ted Lindsay, Connor McDavid, Vesna, Linus Allmark, Willie O'Ree, Jason McCrimmon. Um, yeah, I think King Clancy, uh, leadership, like community award from Michael Backlund. But um, how are you feeling on that, man? Anything you really disagreed with big time? Most of them I felt like I was, you know, pretty safe on. And I was, I was thinking, man, like it feels like, you know, there wasn't too many surprises. Like if you wanted to go put some money on this, you probably could make something, right? Yeah. Um, but, but for me, the one, uh, and not advising anybody to do that, you know, do your thing. But for me, the one that uh, stood out for me is, is Eric Carlson. And, and John, for me, I've always been that guy who like, I want the Norris to be something more than just points. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's no doubt Eric Carlson had an unbelievable year and I'm not saying he's not deserving of it, but for me, every year when this sort of thing starts to happen and, and someone who gets it based off their offensive performance, and maybe there's some liability on the defensive end, I'm thinking, should there be another like award for a defenseman all round game or defensive game or, you know, highlighting the position much more so than just from an offensive perspective? Um, because there's it's no secret that Eric Carlson didn't play that great in his own end. The Sharks weren't very good. And that wasn't necessarily all his fault or, or even much of his fault. They were a weaker, weaker team, but that's the one for me that I'm always like, mm, do I want to see that? Or do I want to see the guy that, other forwards don't want to match up against, Yeah, you know? 
But that, no, I've always I've thing. always been with that. Like that's why I just think they should have two different awards, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I, I think it, it should be some kind of like again, I'm not trying to name awards here, but essentially what what I'm getting at is like there should be like a Bobby Orr award and like uh I, I don't know what the defensive defenseman award would be, but like yeah. my point is the Bobby Orr like outstanding defenseman, like star defenseman award. And the defensive defenseman award. Yeah. And and I don't want guys like, you know, just on the top of my head, like I don't want guys like with like Radko Gudis or Luke Shen's yeah, mold to yeah, win that award either. No. It, but like Miro, Miro Heiskinen. Yeah. That, like Thanks. realistically, if we're looking at like overall defensive yeah. performance this year, Miro probably wins the Norris this year. For both both sides of the puck? Yeah, I, well, I mean, yeah. here's my thing. McCarr and Fox are kind of, in my opinion, man, are similar to that conversation of like the offense, like the the yeah. star power, right? Like, I think I look Fox. At, I think Fox. I look at a little bit differently, but, but yeah, I see fair. them as I see them as both. Yeah, they're obviously known for their offense more so than the other side. Yeah, I agree. so that, that that's what I'm saying. I think I think that's but, but the like conversation. Hampus Lindholm. Hampus Lindholm. That's another great example. Year. That's another great example. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with your high school intake, though. I, yeah, that, that's that would be a good one, too. But that's why I think there should be two awards because you look at it and it's like Hart, Art Ross, like almost all the awards that are given are highlighting points in offensive production and really are made for forwards at the yeah. end of the day, right? There's not enough appreciation for the defenseman in my eyes. So I would like to see another award. I don't know if we'll ever see it, but you'll probably hear me complain about the same thing next year uh, if, if a guy wins with 100 points. But Overall, Eric Carlson, over 100 points is crazy. So, like, much respects to him winning it, too. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying. Like, it's hard yeah. not to give the guy the recognition after a year like that. And that's why yeah. I just think it's, like, the distinguish, uh, like, of the war. That's why, like, for me, I've talked about the hard trophy for so long, too. Again, that's this is another example of, like, McDavid went so crazy with, like, records and, like, the numbers he put up that we've never seen, where it's, like, you just kind of have to give him that recognition. But like, man, if you actually look at like the definition of the award, it's like Ted Lindsay yeah. is the Connor McDavid. Like that's the award for him. Our trophy. My thing is, and I've always been, I'm with Connor McDavid winning this award. But if you actually like go heavy on the definition of the award, Matthew Kachuk represents that award perfectly. Most, most valuable to their team. Yeah. You take I Matthew just, Kachuk off the Panthers. What happens this year? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Let's just call it how it is. Right. Yeah. And they made and it to the, they, they made it to the cup final. Obviously, the playoffs don't matter in these awards. What I'm saying is they don't even get to the playoffs anywhere no close chance. without Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, no chance. But but if you take McDavid off the Oilers, maybe I'm not saying they probably don't make it. But I'm saying is they're a lot closer than the Panthers are. We'll say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They might they might make the playoffs without him, and that's not that's not a, a dig at McDavid. They also have Drysaitel, right? So they have yeah. another superstar. That, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think just. Purely, if you're looking at word for word what the award is spelling out, I see why you could argue Matthew Kachuk. But the, yeah, the awards that McDavid, like, sorry, the records McDavid has, and he's going to continue to break yeah. in his career, he's going to win this thing almost every year. Like, I just don't know how someone's really well, going to beat him. That's what I'm saying, right? Unless, <laughs> unless he's injured. Unless he's injured, he's going to win. Bro, the Ted Lindsay, he's going to have 20 of those. Like, this yeah. is no, who's going to beat him? Who's going to vote for someone other than him? So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. To me, I, I, I'm not sitting here disagreeing with McDavid in the heart at all. Yeah. I, I'd be a dummy to do that. But I'm just saying if you really go down to the nitty gritty, and that's why I've argued this award a few times in other years where it's like the one year where I'll actually like, I still kind of stand by my take was the year dry settle won it over 
I think the other picks were Panarin and Kucherov, maybe. I don't know. I forget who the other two picks were. But I was like, I was heavy on the Panarin winning for Hart because like the point gap was like 30-something to the next guy. It's like the Rangers weren't going to be in the playoffs, all all those things. It was like Drysdale won the Hart because McDavid was out for like seven games. And Drysdale went off in those two weeks. So like to me, it's just like, I think the Hart trophy is kind of like that. It's just, it depends on how you just perceive the definition of the award. Obviously McDavid just had a crazy year this year and he's probably gonna have many more crazy years. So it's like, it's so hard to like take that because at the end of the day, he's not even like the MVP of the Oilers, Lucas. He's the MVP of the NHL of the league. Yeah. Like he's just, he's just the MVP. Like it's just so simple. So I think that's kind of why you just have to give it to him. Um, All right, let's rip through the trades and just give quick thoughts. So, I mean, a lot has happened, but let's just go through the, I would say, the prominent ones. So, Ryan Johansson to the Avalanche retained 50%. Uh, Taylor Hall to the Chicago Blackhawks going to be joining probably (laughs) 99.9% unless something crazy happens. Connor Bedard, I'm 100%. (laughs) Um, Kevin Hayes to the Blues. Uh, Alex Newhook to the Montreal Canadiens for a first and second. Pierre-Luc Dubois, official now as of today, LA Kings for Velarde, Ayafalo, Kupari second. And uh, as we just broke, Tyler Toffoli to the Devils. Um, yeah, I don't know why I'm fooling around. Connor Bedard obviously is going to Chicago. Yeah. But I'm trying to play the game here. The draft hasn't happened yet. Uh, anyways, what were your thoughts, man? Anything crazy stand up for you? Dude, so much, so much action. And it's before the draft has even started, which is yeah. awesome. Um. I got so many thoughts like on all of these trades. I mean, we could start, let's start with the big one. Let's just start with Pierre-Luc Dubois finally going, you know, leaving Winnipeg. Everybody thought he was going to go to Montreal for so long and Montreal seemed to be the backup that was in on it. But, but LA ends up emerging victorious. They give up a a ransom for him really. Um, But overall, I think, you know, I was very high on LA going into the playoffs last year. Um, And I think LA has gotten stronger with this trade. Sure. They gave up a lot. But when you have Kopitar, Deneau, and Pierre-Luc Dubois as your centers, we were just talking about the Devils and their their forward depth. The Kings, man, like, how do you go up against that, right? Like, I feel yeah. like this, this move is so perfect for them because they know they're going to have to play Edmonton, right? They know they're going to have to play McDavid and Dreisaitl. And how do, you, how do you go up against those guys? Well, you give yourself the best shot with three damn good centers, like three really good, really strong centers. Both sides of the puck yeah. too, especially with Dano and Kopitar more so. But and and also I think what this trade does for LA is if Kopitar ends up not coming back, which he should, he should retire as a king. But in the event some reason there's a breakdown in the contract and the money, uh, and there's some sort of you know falling out with the two sides, or Kopitar retires, who knows? Uh, you have Pierre Luke Dubois now to step in, right? Yeah. So and you have Quinn Byfield, who um, Rob Blake confirmed yeah. today that for the foreseeable future, Byfield will be playing on the wing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, guys, Come are on, so he can move to the center. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I, my only problem to me is like, I've seen Dubois go through like too many of these, like these spurts where he's just irrelevant. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, at 8.5 million, you just can't be irrelevant like ever, Agreed. like literally ever. So um, my thing is, is like, I agree with you on that. But the LA Kings are gonna have to find ways to fill out because Iafalo was looking great in the playoffs. I think Velarde, I I mean, I don't know if I agree with the take of some people saying Velarde's gonna be as good as Dubois as soon as next year, but like Velarde's going to be good, in my opinion. He's only 23. And like they gave up assets here. And I actually love what Winnipeg did here because at one point, what you said is like 
it actually seemed like they're going to give up peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Montreal was going to give up peanuts for Dubois and now it's, they actually got a decent package. So, I mean, I, I kind of want to shift this conversation into like what these two teams are going to do next. Cause exactly yeah. what you just said, like LA can't be done here. Like they have not, they don't have a goalie <laughs> for yeah. one. Um, I guess. Yeah. Let's, let's shift it to that. What do you see the LA Kings doing now going forward? Because to me, they, they can't be done here. Well, that's, that's the next thing. They, they need a goaltender, right? I mean, when you see Copley and I think Corpus is a UFA, so yep. um, they're going to have to address the goaltending. I think overall, we've talked about it on the last pod too. I think there's going to be so many goaltenders moving. Um, obviously the UFA crop isn't great, but I think there's going to be a lot of goaltenders moving uh, via trade. So that's where I see them going with it. Um, but, but yeah, I, I did want to say that your points do your points do fully make sense. In terms I thought of Hellbuck. I thought Hellbuck. There was potential of him going to LA, but I mean, it's <laughs> it's not looking likely. I mean, no. unless they they didn't want to make it one massive deal, but that um, would have been a blockbuster imagine. for the ages. <laughs> wouldn't it have been. Um, but I, yeah, quickly for Winnipeg though, I did want to say what what you were saying. I mean, they they were trading from a deficit here. They knew Dubois was gonna leave in a year. And so you got to get in the props. I hope Jets fans are freaking psyched because the pieces they get back are big pieces, like you said. And they could have got a couple draft picks and that was it. You know, it could have been something yep. crappy like that. Um, and Winnipeg now, you think about it, and they turned Lion A and Roslovic into this package, right? That's how I'm kind of viewing it. And and that's not too bad. I mean, with the way Lion A's sort of with his injury history and, and Roslovic yep. hasn't blossomed like maybe he they thought he would. So I think overall Winnipeg looks strong, like stronger after this deal. Both teams, in my opinion, look stronger after this one. Yeah, for sure. I, I think especially like as I as I just talked about with the Calgary situation, like Winnipeg got what they wanted, and like Velarde and Kupari are still young enough. Uh, and then I follow having a couple of years. Yeah, I what's your take? I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of say where I'm at. Like Winnipeg's got a couple things coming here. I'm expecting the Wheeler buyout. Uh Shifley, I've been kind of like talking about this Boston connection here with Boston creating cap space. Also the Hellebuck conversation. Like, where do you see Winnipeg going next year? Cause I feel like they're gonna make a couple more big deals here. Dude, that's crazy. Like if they're so let's say they're gonna move Shifley out, which seems yeah. likely. Uh, and Wheeler is likely to get bought out. Like their whole team's going to look different, right? I mean, yeah, they're going to feel really different in October. I do see them buying out Wheeler because I think it's just it's just got sort of uncomfortable at the end of the season um, yeah. with his comments about Rick Bo- uh, at Rick Bonus. So I think that is the next move that's going to happen if they don't buy him out. Like, is anyone going to take him in a trade? Like they'd have to sweeten the pot too far, or or I guess they could eat the salary um 50 but I, I still am leaning towards the buyout but john as far as the buyout period goes it's like if you haven't been bought out now by now what's what's sort of the hold up right That's yeah where my brain goes um, um well i mean yeah I, to me i i don't know yeah i actually don't know what what they're holding up for like i don't know what yeah. they're waiting for because it's like to me what I just watched, and I want to, you're wearing the Blues hat. We have to talk about the Kevin Hayes and what else the yeah. Blues and, and Flyers are going to do here in a sec. But looking at the Ryan Johansson trade and looking at the Kevin Hayes trade, you know that even if you retain 50% on Blake Wheeler, you're not getting much. Like, yeah. you are not getting much. So what what is the holdup here? You're going to have $4 million against the cap versus if you buy him out right now, you're only... 2.5 against the cap for two years 
Like to me, I just don't know where the logic is. You create so much cap flexibility if you buy them out. I don't know what the holdup is here, man. And you, sort of turn, and you turn the page, which I think is important, yeah, right? Exactly. For Winnipeg specifically, they need to turn the page on this team and move towards the future with this new core that they're going to have. Um, so I agree. I think this should have happened already. It just becomes like, what does the what would the GM rather have? Four million against the cap for one year, or the two point two five or whatever, whatever it ends up being for year one and year two, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's similar to if the Leafs were to buy out Matt Murray, where it's gonna it would be split. And 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 what makes more sense to have the hit now a little larger or kind of split over two years? I see them so the, they'll move off him obviously, and then Shifley, man, they got to get a lot for him though. They they just have to. I, you know, Do you have a, like a hot take team in mind, or or you were just more thinking like package? I like I like the Boston connection. Um, it's just like for Shifley, right? Like, how many years left does he have on his deal? I, uh, he just it's the one year for six point two five. Okay, so so with with one like that, it's like it's like if the Leafs were to trade Nylander, it's th- those type of trades are a little more challenging because the other team's going to want the contract in place. Like what, what happened with Dubois, right? Yeah. And that's why Boston makes sense. That's why you're bang on with Boston because they're going to have that cap space. If Bergeron and Krejci decide to leave. Right. Yeah. No, hundred um, percent. Do you have a hot take for Hellebuck? Cause I know a lot of people have been manifesting in New Jersey. I, I I've briefly talked about the Buffalo thing, but yeah, mm. I was, I was leaning Jersey. Cause I thought they were going to move a Kira Schmid as part of the deal. Um, See, I'm on the other way. I think it, I think if that trade happens, think be Vanacek? Cap, I think it'd be Vanacek going to Winnipeg. He doesn't have any trade limitations mm. on his deal. And, he, and the Jets are looking for uh, team control. Vanacek's got a couple of years left at 3.4, I believe. So, um, yeah, I've been talking about a Vanacek-Holtz combination in some kind of package for Hellebuck. Buffalo, I mean, now that, if, now that Winnipeg, if they're short a center and could be short two centers, I've been looking at Casey Middlestat in Buffalo. Ooh, just to yeah. keep tossing some gasoline on the fire here. Yeah, and Buffalo is the one we talked about last show. I like I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo a lot because they're sort of the step behind the Devils, where they just need to break into the playoffs and and see what they can do, and then go from there in terms of adding more pieces. But I think if they were to get Connor Hellebuck, um, first of all, they win a lot of games on his back, but it, it would inspire the rest of the team to really, you know, grow to that next level. So I, so- I like him in Buffalo. So ask Jets fans, Jets fans, what's more, I mean, initial, initial package, obviously draft picks are going to be involved. Are you going for like a Lukanen and middle stat package from Buffalo with some other pieces in there? Are you going for Vanacek and or Schmied with Alexander Holtz? Drop some comments down below. All right, let's uh, quickly talk about the blues and flyers thing that looked like it was going to be a big thing and ended up being a very small thing. I honestly, bro, I got to say, I, I want to be a Flyers fan for just one day. No, no more lo- no more than that. I, I can't even fathom what I just witnessed went down. I understand crew kind of just crapped all over everything that happened here. How on earth for a guy that was one of your best players last year, did you just get only a sixth round pick to retain 3.5 for three years, man? The Blues, Lucas, wear that hat proudly, man. I, 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 don't even think, I don't even think people understand how much of a freaking I, I didn't even make it clear in my video because I was just like trying to I was just trying to get my reaction out there. But now that I have a bit more time here, how on earth is this a thing? The Blues got Kevin Hayes, who just who was inching towards a point per game at some points the last year. 3.5 million. The same cap hit as Alexander Kerfoot from last year for three years. 
3.5 million. All they had to do was give up a six round pick, bro. The, the value and levels of trading has changed so much. How on earth is 50% retention, not added value. Like, what are we talking about here? 50% retention. And all you got was a sixth. What are we talking about? I know. It was basically like they moved nothing. They just got Hayes for free and at half off. Like, <laughs> like dude, what? No, this is such a win. This is such a win for St. Louis. I think with this trade, it definitely has, you know, it has the make of Ryan O'Reilly's probably not coming back now because he kind of does, you know, he kind of fits where O'Reilly probably would have. Um, I don't want to wave that out for sure, but I mean, yeah, Kevin like, Hay- I, I right? agree. Like, I feel like he fits that sort of mold in, in, in probably second line center, uh, behind Thomas. So, so that's where he's going to slot in overall. I mean, I was actually at like uh, a family, a family gathering with like, uh, my girlfriend's side and, and, uh, my boy was there, my boy, Ben, my boy, Benner was there and he was talking about it. He was saying, if they got Hayes, man, he was, hyped. Uh, he, was <laughs> hyped. he was hyped. I mean, let's just say that. He's a, he's a locker room guy, right? Hayes is like one of those guys that like everybody wants on their team. So yeah. he, it, it was making its rounds that like they were excited. Um, So yeah, man, I think, I think this is a big move for them. You know, it just, just, it just breathes a little more like we're still going for it, right? Yeah. This is what they're starting with. Now let's see how they build on this, but having Kevin Hayes on your squad for three and a half is, is, is golden, golden. It's coming oh, from a fan who saw it's crazy, bro. It's yeah. crazy, man. The size, the the production guy can score in around the net, and and man, I don't really care if people talk about the defensive stuff. He's it's three point five million folks. Like if we're talking about defensive, like go watch Dubois play defense. Sometimes guys making eight point five million per year. Like like let's just let's be real right now. Like and again, Dubois best season. I don't want to compare to that, but Dubois best season sixty points. Kevin Hayes put up what, like 50, I'm going to guess 56 points. I believe I saw he put up last 50, year. 54 points last year, 54 points for 3.5 million. You are laughing. And he, it's, it's not like he's old. I mean, 31 years old, six, five, and you just brought him in. And like guy hasn't been able to appear in the playoffs. And Lucas, fun fact, last time he was in the playoffs, I know it was like three years ago. He put up 13 points in 16 games, wow. 3.5 million. That's a presence. And yeah, I agree with the O'Reilly thing to an extent. You don't like, I, I can't see them bringing back O'Reilly now unless like Braden Shen is fully on the wing. Cause like yeah. I, I, Braden Shen was playing a bunch of center last year. Uh, I believe correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, he was, he was, he was. So he sort of, he sort of swaps between the two, but he played a lot of center last yeah, year. Yeah. He played a lot of center. So, I mean, Robert Thomas, Braden Shen, Kevin Hayes, right? Yeah. Doesn't I seem mean, like O'Re- O'Reilly can fit in that. <laughs> no, I think they've turned the page on it, I guess, which is which is crazy, man. I, I really thought he was going to go back there. So, Well, man, if it if it was O'Reilly, let's just call it how it is. If it was O'Reilly for over four or over five million versus Kevin Hayes at 3.5, yeah. you're laughing. <laughs> I'm, take, I'm taking Kevin Hayes every day at three and a half over O'Reilly at For five. a sixth round pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably crazy, weighed that. Though. They were like, you know, we like Hayes. You know, we like O'Reilly. Okay, O'Reilly's going to cost five. All right, let's just get Hayes for three and a half, right? Yep. Like, and and he's here for three years, um. So I like that. I like that one a lot. What's another? What's another big one that happened? Let's talk about the oh. new hook one, man. Yeah, that was the crazy. New hook one. You you go, man. I I feel like you're you're laughing. You think Montreal just freaking <laughs> overpaid big time, <laughs> guy. Be careful. This might come back to haunt you. No, 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 no. So. I was kind of shaking in my boots thinking Montreal is going to get Pierre-Luc Dubois 
and he's just going to run over Matthews. He's going to make my life hell. I'm going to have to watch him four or five times a year. And then one day when Montreal makes the playoffs, they're going to have to go up against Pierre-Luc Dubois and he's going to dominate Matt. You know what I mean? So seeing new hook. <laughs> this guy's not a new hook believer for a first and a second. How, how much do they believe in this guy? They think this guy's what? Like a top six legit player. No. Colorado, Colorado just got a, a ton for him, man. Like good on the avalanche. And, and they just put Johansson in the second line center spot and go, Clean our hands of that, get a first and second, and they'll probably flip that for something else. Oh, yeah. Buddy, come on. You, you can't tell me that. Like, what kind I, of trade is this? What, I, I'll say team? this. I'll say this. My, my, I actually, I when I made the video, I actually just said, I was like, I think the value is, is poor in terms of like, again, I, but I just, I'm looking at all these trades, Lucas, and I'm like, I have to try to evaluate more on the fit and, and like their plan versus because it's like, the Kevin Hayes thing we just talked about, that doesn't make any sense. The Flyers, they did those for reasons, but it doesn't make any sense. This, it doesn't make too much sense in terms of like just straight out value. But what how I look at it is like New Hook now fits the Montreal Canadiens like new timeline because they've literally had like 10 draft picks, I feel like, for like three straight years. <laughs> like I that's the only r- reason I defend this is like Montreal oh. for two reasons. One, and again, if they don't do this, then I think they're dummies in a way, but it's heavily rumored they're going to trade down right now and get an additional pick back. So in their okay. eyes, they don't need to draft fifth overall. So they can drop three, four, five spots, get an additional draft pick. So in their eyes, they only lost one draft pick overall for New Hook. Like I, to me, I'm just, I'm putting the logic in. New Hook's 22 years old, all these things. But yeah, man, I mean, I'm with you. There is no scenario. If there's anyone out there that think Colorado didn't win this, like Colorado's the winners. I think you can make a defense that Montreal was creative here and maybe there's a chance that new hook pans out with marty st louis the way kirby doc kind of showed well but yeah i'm with you bro this is a why, lot to why why would they listen okay this is what i'm gonna say and you know what i hadn't even looked at the numbers yet and now i'm even more a believer in what i stand for the leafs got alex kerfoot from colorado way back when in the cadre deal okay and the reason I'm even looking at the two as comparables. It's just the size. And I was, I was thinking they had around the same amount of points in their time with Colorado. They actually did new hook had less. Okay. Kerfoot Kerfoot had a couple 40 point seasons, 43 and 42 with Colorado before being dealt to Toronto. Understand that, you know what? I don't even think Kerfoot was that much older at the time. Um, but yeah, Newhook, a couple of years, I think he was like 24, yeah, 25, a year or two older. Okay. But, but Alex Newhook has never scored more than 14 goals, which he had this year, right? I mean, he's he's only played two full years, mind yeah, you. He's but, only 22, man. Come on. But buddy, are you really, like, I don't see this this hype of, like, a 55, 60-point player. Like, when, when Montreal got Kirby Doc, I I was like, wow, you know, that's that's a sly move right there. I, I like, I was high on Kirby Doc. But Alex Newhook, to me, is kind of just like, you know, he's, he, first of all, you're adding another small player, you already have Caulfield that sort of fits that mold, except Caulfield's going to be a star. But they've got Doc and Slavkovsky and Josh Anderson. But, buddy, do you think <laughs> what is Newhook's ceiling? Like, is he going to score 30 goals ever? No. I think his ceiling's a second line guy. I think he can score 20 goals in a season. I, I, I think his ceiling is, you know, prime Kerfoot. <laughs> mm, I don't like, know if buddy. I see. I don't know if I agree with that. It's just to me. Guys, 22, and, and man, I'll, I'll make this argument. Like, Newhook was, like, specifically only playing third and fourth line this past year, like, for the most part. Yeah. Obviously, towards the end when there was injuries, he was stepping up a bit. 
But like Kerfoot in that 24 year year age, he was like, there was times when he was on the top power play for the abs and he was playing in the top six. Yeah. Like I remember that's why I was like, okay with the cadre deal at the time, because I thought Barry was going to be a lot better, obviously. And I thought Kerfoot had decent top six potential based on what he showed in Colorado. And I mean, the numbers show in Colorado that, as you just said, it, it seemed like that it was going to be more progression. So I'm with you in terms of like, maybe Colorado sees the lack of progress from a guy. But again, I just, to me, I'm not going to cut off a guy until he's like 24, 25. He's 22, man. I, yeah, I think no, he's, he can he's, change he's, things here. He's got more to grow. He's got more to give. I just don't think he's got that same pop or ceiling as Kirby Doc had or, you know, obviously this was the backup to Pierre-Luc Dubois from Montreal. Let's just put it out there. They yeah. wanted Pierre-Luc Dubois. They checked in on the price. They probably thought we're not going to give up what LA is going to give up. That's crazy. Yeah. And they, they, we went back to new hook. Um, but I think a first and a second is, is a lot. It's, it's a, it is a lot. Unless Montreal comfortably thought too that, you know, we're not going to get a guy we really liked in those spots anyways, you know, yeah. that must I, be what they're thinking. Yeah. I was also going to add to what you said. I also think Dubois wanted Montreal, but when it comes down to it, when you get offered 8.5 million for eight years. Yeah. I think you're probably going to go with that. And li- living in California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> um, just quickly, man. I don't know inside sources or not. Uh, just as we end this pod, what do you think about the whole fiasco though? Of, like all the rumors and like Tori Krug on vacation, just shutting it all down just quickly. Yeah, I mean that was that was quite the that well that was happening that day. Um yeah, it, it was just you know, it's uncomfortable. It's kind of uncomfortable, right? Because it's like oh, for everyone involved. Yeah, because it's just like for even for teammates, right? Like they're checking in on him and they're like, you know, do you want like are you thinking about waving it? Um, because it's tough because they have to come back to training camp and just like act like know, act normal, act like, <laughs> act like it didn't happen. And so, you know, it, it burns bridges a little bit. So I don't know. There was a little bit of that going on about like checking in on the guy and stuff. So, um, you know, not much, not much more than that, but I, I just think that that trade could have been something massive and, oh, it, and it got crazy. shot down. And overall I, I listened to 32 thoughts and I think Elliot and Jeff put it really well. And they just said that like, you know, when a player signs that contract with, with that in hand, that no move, you know, they're, they're obliged to use it. They can use it if they choose to, that's what they worked for. So. Hey, that's a good yeah. way to end the pod GMs out there. Keep in mind when you're giving a player a no trade clause, might come back to bite you. Episode 41, Lucas, myself, John. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.